This podcast discusses cannabis and is intended for audiences 21 and over. My friend Mike told me one time, he was like, I want to give you a compliment, but it's a compliment my grandma uses. And I was like, what is it? And he said that his grandma will call people, she'll be like, they're a real goddammit. And he was like, that's how I feel about you. You know, I'll be like, uh, you know what, Gabby, you're a real goddammit. I'm like, I don't know what it means, but I know in my heart what it means. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of our new series, the How to Do the Pot Podcast Club. I'm Ellen Scanlon. Our podcast club is here to introduce you to the most interesting podcasters we know, some who love weed and some who don't. Since this is our first episode, we're experimenting a bit with the format, and we'll be talking to today's guests, the hosts of the podcast, Just Between Us, Gabby Dunn, who you just heard from, and Allison Raskin, about what inspired their podcasts, their favorite practical tips, how they feel about cannabis, and who they look to for creative inspiration. So why have we started this new series? Well, I found most of my favorite podcasts have come from personal recommendations from friends. And in the podcast industry as a whole, people say that word of mouth is what really drives new listeners. So in the spirit of giving what we hope to receive, I'm so excited to introduce you to the hosts of some incredible podcasts that maybe you don't know about yet. And we're always looking to learn about new shows, so please reach out if you want to put a podcast on our radar. I first met Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin when they interviewed me on their podcast, Just Between Us. Gabby and Allison are both writers, New York Times bestselling authors, and podcasters. Allison is a mental health advocate, and Gabby is an icon and voice for the LGBTQ community. Just Between Us is a comedic variety show that covers anything and everything. Nothing is off the table. Gabby Dunn tells us more about it. It's like heartfelt advice, ridiculous games, and brutal honesty. And so we interview people that we find interesting, that we find fascinating. We try to focus on a topic for them so as to keep the conversation like streamlined on their expertise. And then we answer a listener's question up top. They're never easy. They're always <laughs> intense conundrums. And then we have a topic section at the end where we talk about like something relevant to us. Um, and then Allison does a game show called Hypotheticals, which defies explanation. Hypotheticals is... It's like talking to your most creative friend about how you would respond to some unexpected relationship challenges and then really, really digging into it. It's really fun to play. <laughs> Along with being great interviewers, they are also warm, eloquent, and introspective people. And it's such a pleasure to bring this conversation to you. So how did Just Between Us begin? Gabby and Allison started an extremely successful YouTube channel in 2014 and made the switch to podcasting in 2019. They have a huge community of listeners and hundreds of thousands of loyal fans. Allison explains how they created their show and its characters. And so when we started the YouTube channel, it was really, it was like a couch show where we talked to the audience, but we were, we weren't really ourselves. We were playing like heightened versions of ourselves. And so it really started as a, as a comedy channel. 
And then I think as we grew and as the channel grew and as we grew up, it, it sort of kind of became like exhausting to be these characters. Um, and so we started to be more and more ourselves. And then that was like a really good time to transition to podcasts where we could just fully be ourselves. If you're curious about the power of a podcast brand, check out how loyal their audience has been. Many since they were really young. These kids are 18, 19, 20, and they were like, oh, my God, I've been a fan of you guys since middle school. Oh, my God. Like, tell Allison I love her. I'm hysterically crying. You guys got me through middle school. I think it's like they've grown up with us. Now we're in our early 30s, and a lot of our fans are also now going into, I think, early 30s. You know, I think one thing that's wonderful is that our our audience is always pretty diverse and also skews heavily female, which I think is is really wonderful. And we did this book event for like our our last novel and afterwards like somebody was like your fans are so nice. <laughs> I want to be like friends with all of our fans. Like they're <laughs> such lovely, thoughtful people who you know, I, I continuously learn from, you know, we'll get emails where it's like, Hey, you've been talking about this topic in a way that actually I think is less informed than it could be. And like gentle call-ins and like, I've like learned things from my fans, like consistently throughout the years. And so, yeah, I just feel really lucky about the community that we've built. I asked Allison and Gabby to share their favorite episodes of Just Between Us. I'll link to them in the show notes and Allison shares her favorite first. My mom came on um, somewhat early yeah. on, and she is is not a public sherry type of person at all. And so she was definitely doing this for me. And she talked about the experience of having, you know, a mentally ill like four year old and and onwards, and just the experience of me getting diagnosed with OCD, the experience of like trying to find me the right help at a time when you know mental illness was way more stigmatized than it is now. And so that's a really special episode for me because I I think we don't honor children's mental struggles enough. And so like in addition to just like being able to like kind of hear things I'd never even heard before, just like giving voice to the fact that like as parents, you need to pay attention to what your kid is going through. And I feel like my mom did such a excellent job of articulating that. So that's always been a really special one to me. It was a really good episode. It was a <laughs> for sure. And now Gabby. I enjoy the ones where it's like a very serious person and then they come on and they play hypotheticals and they're like so delighted and they like never get to do anything fun. So they're like very into hypotheticals. We've had family members on, other family members on, like in terms of like my personal stuff, we had my aunt on who in 1985, her husband of nine months was diagnosed with HIV. My family has a long history of drug addiction. They were heroin users and he was diagnosed with HIV. These in-depth conversations with family members that you maybe wouldn't have without the podcasting medium. Um, and these people getting to tell their stories. My aunt is not going to be asked to be on a podcast. You know, this is a story that like we get the privilege of being able to like give a platform to people that like their stories are hidden. I love learning about how people's relationship with cannabis changes over time. Allison talks about what's evolved for her with weed. 
Yeah, I definitely used to just get it through friends or through ex-boyfriends. And and then like the big transition was like when I started to buy it for myself. And now my my boyfriend like knows nothing about weed and I'm the expert, (laughs) which is a fun power dynamic for me to lean into. Gabby's memories of weed are tied up with gender, too. I think about as a young person who's AFAB, my experiences were my boyfriends dealt with the dealers. I never had to buy anything. I roll up to the party. Some dude has weed for me. I remember in college buying it for myself and feeling very like feministly empowered. (laughs) Being the person who when you're out with men and someone's like, does anyone have weed for you to be able to be like, I do. Even like having a lighter. As a, a, a woman at the time, being someone who like someone would go, does anyone have a lighter? And I had a lighter would feel feminist. My partner's mom, who is also just like a very suburban mom. And uh we were at their place and my partner was like, oh, do you want me to leave you the weed tea, mom? And I was like, Me hiding in my friend's backyard trying to smoke weed and pretend like we just wanted to finish the Oreos and it wasn't. We used to say stargazing. We would say to my parents, oh, we're going to go stargazing and just coincidentally finish the lasagna. And like now it's like, oh, here, mom, here's the weed tea. I always want how to do the pot to be super practical. So I asked Allison and Gabby about the practical tips about anything that they share most with their friends and family. I think one of our favorite pieces of advice is to not be too precious with your work, that it can be really helpful Mm -hmm. to have multiple things going on at the same time so that not everything is hanging in the balance of one project or one idea. I'm often just sort of Mm -hmm. throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and what to follow. And, you know, if this project doesn't go now, maybe the success of the next one can let me revisit it and and not being tied up with like, this is my one thing and this thing better happen. Just sort of being more open to, to all sorts of possibilities. Gabby shares her advice about using a very powerful word. One that we say a lot on JBU or that I say a lot um, is no is a complete sentence, which is a little bit inspired by my friend Brittany Nichols, who uh, just says no. Like if you're like, can I, you know, uh, I don't want to is a fine response. Like, and I think like I, I've walked back over explaining myself, which I think a lot of times female socialized people are, are expected to do. On How to Do the Pot, we talk to a lot of women in the cannabis industry who are working hard to change negative stereotypes. But Gabby and Allison don't work in weed, and I'm curious about the cliches that come up for them. Possibly the the implication of laziness. My younger sister worked for the Lowell Cafe, worked for the Cannabis Cafe, like reviews weed on her Instagram, like is like a weed connoisseur. And I... I'm a person that's very ambitious and she less so. She just like likes her job, wants to smoke weed, wants to do her job. For a long time, I was like, oh, the weed is, you know, the problem or whatever. It's making her lazy. But like as I've gotten more leftist and socialist and sort of anti-capitalist, I'm like, who cares? If she's happy, like why have we decided? You know what I mean? Like why? So she can just keep being like a, a productive, burnt out cog in a machine? Who needs it? 
Gabby doesn't consume a lot of weed, but Allison does. And she shares something that I actually hear from a lot of women about cannabis. I think I have a complicated relationship to weed because it's been incredibly beneficial to me, but I still feel like I shouldn't have to need it. I think I get worried that I'm too dependent on it. But in reality, I only ever partake in it at night and it has never once had a negative effect on my life. <laughs> so the kind of deconstructing, why am I continuing to be afraid of it when there's no actual repercussions from it, only benefits? I think the repercussions are, are you know, it's never healthy to smoke anything. Um, and so trying to cut down the, the smoking versus taking gummies but yeah, it is, it is like a, a complicated relationship in my life and that like it has been so beneficial, but I, I still have, have stigma towards it. Whereas like, I'm like, I take it every night. Is that bad? But I take my, my psychotropics every day and I don't wonder if that's bad. If you've been placing any negative judgment on yourself, check out our episode called Stigma Sucks in the series Legalization 101 to hear how other women are handling complicated feelings about weed. That's episode 111. With the limitations placed on all our lives during the pandemic, I am super curious about how people are still cultivating creativity. Gabby was definitely a good person to ask this question because she has really done her research. I also want to give a, a shout out to someone who I became obsessed with over the pandemic and read three memoirs, three memoirs by this person, which is Tina Turner. Because when I get go hard, I go hard. And uh, one memoir, not enough. And that is a person that was so beaten down, literally, physically, like emotionally, mentally, and was just at the top of her game. And I was so moved. It was just so Co coincided with me being coming obsessed with her that they inducted her into the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without Ike, which is so overdue. And also just the fact that she was forced to be tied to him in this way after he had like literally beat the shit out of her for decades, that she finally got to be in the Hall of Fame without him, which if you read any of her memoirs, who even needs that guy? Like he was, who even cares? And seeing the amount of men who spoke when he was inducted, uh, who were just like fully aware that this was an abuser and were just like totally fine with it. You know, that's a person who made art in adversity. And I think a lot of times like white male artists will be like, I made art in adversity. And I'm like, did you? I asked Allison who her favorite artist is today. Honestly, what popped into my head first was Taylor Swift. Uh, because <laughs> I just think that she had such a, <laughs> interesting career she's allowed herself to change she's allowed herself to evolve without like pushing away her older stuff you know she's like kind of been able to be like this is all of me um we've been on this journey together which you know as somebody who's like the content i made when i was 25 is different than the content i make now i really appreciate I think it, it's interesting that there is also this thing of like, it's not cool to like her <laughs> in a way that like she gets so much flack for writing about her past relationships. Meanwhile, like that's what all writers have been doing for eternity. Um, you know, how dare you write Never, this beautiful, yeah. incredible song that has spoken to millions of people, even though the relationship was only three months long. It's like, okay, well, I'm sorry that you can't write an incredible 
anthem off of a three-month relationship, but she was able to. I hope you've enjoyed learning a bit about Gabby and Allison, and definitely check out their podcast, Just Between Us, available wherever you listen. And you can follow them on Instagram at JBU Podcast. This has been How to Do the Pots Podcast Club. If you would like to put a podcast on our radar, please reach out to hi at dothepot.com. That's H-I at dothepot.com. We also give podcast recommendations in our newsletter, which comes out twice a month on Fridays. And for sneak peeks behind the scenes, you can follow us on socials at do the pot. If you like how to do the pot, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. Thank you to our producers, Maddie Fair and Nick Patry. I'm Ellen Scanlon, and stay tuned for more of How to Do the Pot.